His trick was eons ahead <laughs> yeah. of Zoe's trick. No one's even talking about Zoe. Zoe found dead in a ditch. She doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Magic March. March Magic. Oh, March Magic. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what order is it? March. It's March Magic, like March Madness. It's a play on March Madness if you were bullied <laughs> in middle school. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have quite the film today, one that... I had never seen before. So, really? Yeah, it's my first viewing. Amazing. Today, we are doing 2005's Disney Channel original movie, Now You See It. Let me tell you <laughs> when I mean I wish that I was Ali Mashaka when mm. I was younger. Yep. The classic mole on it, like mm. the hair. The like clothes. I thought she was like so cute. Mm hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to be that, like, quirky best friend. Oh, totally. Which is pretty much what she plays in every movie. Yeah, she's always the best friend. She's never really, like, the leading lady. Like, I guess in Cowbells, but that's more of, like, a sister duo situation. Absolutely, yeah. But, like, in this, she's kind of the supporting character-ish in um, mm -hmm. Phil of the Future. Yeah, quirky best friend. Easy A, best friend. Quirky best friend. Yeah. I forgot she was an Easy A. Mm -hmm. That's not even on her, like, Wikipedia. Like, when I go to filmography. Oh, really? Or maybe I'm thinking I might have looked at Wiki. Mm. But, yeah, it didn't say it on um, her Wiki. Wow, yeah, she but, played uh, Rhiannon, the best friend in mm -hmm. Easy A. That's pretty much the last time I've seen her in anything recently yeah i know that her and um aj are releasing music once again mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think they put out an album like last year yeah it has a super long title it's like you feel the music in your feet and you get up and dance around the room like literally <laughs> if you look it up it is a super long title wait i have i have to look it up now hold please um okay <laughs> A touch of the beat gets you up on your feet, gets you out, and then into the sun. I told you. <laughs> I was not far off. Rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> like candy in my mouth. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I was a huge Allie and AJ and also like Allie fan specifically just because mm -hmm. I saw her in more stuff because I feel like AJ didn't act as much. Yeah. Also, Phil of the Future. Oh, my God. Classic. One of, one of the last greatest, like, classic mm -hmm. Disney Channel shows. Oh, yeah. The way that I'm still in love with Ricky Ullman to this day, I can't talk about it, but. <laughs> I think, like, he's, like, if you both were single, it would be, I could see you going on a date with him. Like, I don't think that's out of the question. I know he lives in Brooklyn, so. Yeah. It's not out of the realm. It's not. Um, but anyways, focusing back to this movie, <laughs> now you see it. <laughs> Not our future partners. Um, yeah. yeah, there isn't like too much to tell about this movie because I don't think it had the same big cult following that like yeah. some of the other Disney Channel movies had, like Halloween Town yeah. or, or like Cheetah Girls or anything like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Cadet Kelly. Yeah, but a large portion of the film was 
filmed in an abandoned bank in New Orleans. I yeah, I knew they were in New Orleans because of the streetcars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I refer to as trolleys in every single one of my notes. <laughs> yeah. And it also apparently the crew had to evacuate because of um, Hurricane Ivan. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, we only really have one more fun fact because mm-hmm. – <laughs> okay, so the issue is when you Google this movie, the only stuff that comes up is for 2013's Now You See Me. Yeah. <laughs> so – there is no the info. The major issue is that <laughs> no one cares about this movie except me and Christina and you. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so the other fun fact that we have is that the only magic tricks that were not actually performed by the cast were the ones involving generated special effects, such as the floating card trick that Max uses to rate the first trick that the contestants perform. That seems like a trick that could use an invisible string. I agree. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> that was the example for, like, generated effect. Yeah. They're like, this one is a little too advanced, but you can levitate out of a chair. Yeah. The real star of this movie is, like, Brandon, the only one who's, like, a, a <laughs> truly great kid magician. <laughs> yeah, because Zoe is a hack, <laughs> and Danny has powers, so... We'll get into that. (laughs) Yeah. Before we dive in, shall we do a couple of reviews? Oh, absolutely. Um, Our first review this week is from Heather. And we looked at your Instagram, as one does. Mm -hmm. You seem like a really, I want to say, kind of e-girl aesthetic. Kind of like alt gal. Yes. Super cute. And we were trying to channel that vibe with... A little 2000s pop punk, mm-hmm. the one and only Avril Lavigne. Absolutely. And so we gave you Happy Ending by Avril Lavigne. Oh my gosh. And I feel like in this montage, you're like, like the music's playing, go into your bathroom, you have some um, splat hair dye, you Ooh. like, you're like, I'm changing, you know, my hair color, you do like a bright green or something like out of the realm of what you normally do and then you like get dressed up you get in your car and you just make your way to your favorite like bar or like club like where you can just dance and um you kind of just like get away and you like have a night to yourself you're like forgetting about all the things that are making you frustrated hell yeah oh my gosh i'm gonna have to go listen to this song afterwards because I was obsessed with it when I was like eight. And I remember my parents wouldn't buy me the CD because she says, Did it say explicit? The S word in the song. Yeah. She says shit in the song. So I wasn't allowed to. <gasps> Christina. Yeah. But it's okay. I listen to it at my friend's house. It's fine. That classic. <laughs> yeah. So our next review is for Rihanna. Rihanna. Rihanna, you? Fenty Beauty. Oh my gosh, hey. (laughs) And in your wonderful review, you said that, you know, you really enjoy the pod and you would love more episodes. We're working on it. They're coming. They're coming your way. Mm -hmm. And you just gave us this really like positive, fun vibe. So we decided to go with a very positive, fun gal, Miss Kelly Clarkson. Love her. And we chose the song, My Life Would Suck Without You. And in this montage, I think that you are getting ready for like a night out with your friends. 
So you put on like a great outfit that makes you feel amazing. You have a little pregame situation at home. We see you like stomping down the streets to the bar. You meet up with your friends. You hug them all. These are like your close, dear friends who just like you really get each other. You've been through so much together. It's just like this really amazing bond that you all have. And you're just like taking the night to hang out, to chat, to have some fun. Maybe you go dancing afterwards, but it's just like you and your core group just like enjoying a lovely night of friendship together. Love to hear it. Love a night of friendship. Yes. Our final review for this week is Cass and Kayla. And we gave you the Canadian queen. (sighs) It's is it Celine Dion? Shania Twain. Shania Twain. <laughs> I really get those two confused a lot. Yeah. The Canadian queen, Shania Twain's You're Still the One. <sighs> it's just a classic ballad. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep coming back to it. It's a song you can listen to over and over and still get that same loving effect from. And I'm going a little outside of the box for mm. your montage. I actually picture you in a pottery class you and the love interest in this movie montage are creating pottery together which might sound a little stale but like (laughs) if you've ever seen someone in a movie or something it's suggestive it's very (laughs) so I picture you two both just doing pottery and like maybe you get up from the wheel and you like wipe your brow and they come up behind you and they like hold you in their arms oh and then God. you like fire up the kiln together <laughs> and um, you like make out outside of the studio. Wow. I love that. Is it is it rom-com February still? My God. I know. I know. Wow. Well, thank you so much for the reviews. We appreciate them so much. It's so lovely to get to read them every week. We are now on to January reviews. So we're getting there. We're almost caught up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Before we get into it, I just want to say I tried Starlight Coke for the first time today. And let me tell you, <laughs> I have never seen Phil so intent doing so much research about how to obtain this soft drink. Like he was on Instacart. He was on Mm -hmm. these grocery delivery apps. He was on the Coke website using the store locator until finally he found like a stop and shop in Brooklyn um, and like Instacarted this delivery of Starlight Coke to our house and – there was like a whole mix up with the groceries, but we did end up getting the the mm. items that we ordered and <laughs> just, it's great. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. Not sponsored. Yeah. That's the true magic of today mm-hmm. is the Starlight Coke. The Starlight Coke. Mm. I did like a tasting for my coworkers mm. in a meeting I was in. First reactions. <laughs> yeah. So... That's all I can yeah. offer. <laughs> Actually, that's not even the most exciting thing that happened to me. I found out I'm going to Germany. But yeah. <laughs> that, that was really <laughs> that was really cool. So wow. What did I do? I ate some peanut butter toast today. That was my day. Um delicious. Oh, and, and I booked flights to New York, so I'll be Ooh. back in town in the spring. Oh, and we have some spicy little surprises we do we have some fun things we planned. do so 
stay tuned for the next couple months. Um, but on that note, shall we get into this wonderful decom? Oh, I think we should transport mm. into the movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So we open up somewhat jarringly on <laughs> a close-up shot of Miss Ali Mashalka, <laughs> aka Allison Miller, who is reminiscing about Danny Sinclair. Mm-hmm. She tells us that the rumors have been out of control since the competition. People think he's in hiding or that he never even existed, which as someone who's never seen Whoa. this movie before, this really set me up in a big way to think that something bigger happened than what the actual ending is. Mm-hmm. I did feel a little bit baited, but alas. <laughs> but Allison does confirm that he is real because she was there. She saw some strange, unexpected things, but she still hasn't figured out how it all went down. But she can tell us that Danny Sinclair is real and unlike anyone she's ever met. And what we're about to see was never, ever meant to be seen. The drama. I know. <laughs> they they were, like, go heavy. Mm-hmm. They said heavy-handed. Yeah. <laughs> the way that this movie is structured goes between, like, stuff that happened and her narrating from Mm -hmm. what we can only assume by her Harvard sweatshirt (laughs) is like her Harvard dorm. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that this like mirrors so closely Easy A's like (gasps) webcam narration. I didn't even think about that. Is really funny. Oh my God. Yeah. True. And she also has like the webcam open. Mm. And that reminded me a lot of like One Tree Hill and oh, Peyton's yeah. uh, live cam. Peyton's fucking live cam. <laughs> Crazy that she would just yeah. keep her webcam on. Be careful on the internet. Yeah, she was camming before anyone yeah. made it popular. At least charge for that. My God. I know. So Allison shows up at this building um, for a child producer contest. <laughs> She gets on the casting couch. No, it's just a contest where their goal is to discover one of the top three magicians in the U.S. And whoever does this will make it to their finale. So like there's all these teens um, and they're kind of like hearing the rules of the competition. And Miss McAllister, who's one of the adults um, assisting in this reality show, is like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the most important part of making good television? And Allison, we can already tell off the bat, is like this know-it-all. She's like, me, me, pick me, <laughs> and raises her hand. And she's like, always keep the camera rolling. <laughs> and <laughs> Miss Mix, Miss, Miss, oh my gosh, it's going to fuck me up. Yeah. Miss McAllister is like, very good, Allison. And she's like, well, you know, you said that first in an interview from 2002. And annoying. Yeah. <laughs> off the bat, annoying yeah. for sure. So, Miss Mc, it's going to happen all day, folks. <laughs> Miss McAllister introduces Mystic Max, who Ooh. is a world renowned magician. And he says that the magicians for this contest became eligible because they solved the poster Mm -hmm. that is behind him. It was plastered on like billboards. It was in magazines. And it's a puzzle. And when you solve the puzzle, 
basically you were directed to the website of the competition. Mm -hmm. And he asked if anyone of the producers solved the puzzle. And of course, Allison did. Me. Me. And so he's like, Allison. He literally goes, he's like, did anyone of you solve the puzzle? Allison, show us. This is actually a known actor. I forgot who. Yes, I can't remember his name. name? But the whole time I was watching, because I knew off the jump, I was like, oh, this dude's evil. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't figure out why. And I couldn't figure out like where I knew him from. And then I realized that he is the piece of shit evil judge from the trial of the Chicago 7. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Like this man has done like good work yes. in his career. Yes. I don't know really why he said yes to this, <laughs> nope. like who roped him in, but like whatever. Yeah. So Allison goes up there and she just says like, oh, well, it's so easy. Like I saw the the um, poster and like the web, but the web on the poster was like a classic misdirection. Like it's this statue over here with arms holding a book, a farewell to arms, but everyone knows the Venus to Milo doesn't have arms. So I looked it up and Milo is a famous magician. So I just searched, you know, demilo.net and there I was, the contest entry. And <laughs> everyone's like, this fucking I bitch. will not. Yeah. Literally not the definition of did not come here to make friends. And Max gives her like this rose that he does a magic trick to make appear. And Allison is over the moon. She's like smelling it and is like, oh, my God, like the direction on this one. So she's public enemy number one right now. Oh, everyone fucking hates this girl's guts. I do have to admit, though, like now that we're verbally talking about it and I'm not just like watching the movie, mm-hmm. that was me. <laughs> that was me. I yeah. hate to admit it, but that was literally me in school. Feeling very seen by this moment. Wow. Um, yeah, I was too shy for this to be me. So Good for you. I'm sure everyone liked you more for it. <laughs> Oh, Allison. Um, And, you know, as we go back to present day, her enthusiasm has not waned. She's very intense in all of these, like, cutaway shots. I feel like her eyes are, like, huge. And I'm like, are you coked out? What's going on? She's like, I'm a puzzle solver. I'm a puzzle solver. I just did two essays, three – read three books. You don't know how much Adderall is in my system right now. And then she just goes, don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) So back in Allison's dorm room, she tells us that she's not the best at making friends, clearly, Mm -hmm. and uh, she doesn't mean to be a know-it-all. She just can't help it. You know, I just can't. (laughs) I just can't relate to kids my own age. She's like, I tried caring about lip gloss and pants in the mall, but I just couldn't. Lip gloss and (laughs) pants in the mall. It's not even the. Bad thing, though, is, like, I get that they try to make her, like, an outcast, Mm -hmm. like, she has trouble making friends, but they don't address the real issue, which is that she's, like, fucking annoying. Yeah. And, yeah, I think she, like, doesn't understand that. Yeah. She just needs to, like, listen to people and understand that the world doesn't, like, revolve around her. Mm -hmm. Which Danny does say to her at one point, and she does not take it well. Um. (laughs) But anyways, she's like, 
But that's not important. The real story is Danny. So mm-hmm. we get a little exposition moment. Allison explains that the teens were placed into teams with a kid producer. The teen teams. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> a kid camera person and an adult mentor. So Allison's team is her, camera boy Cedric, and adult mentor, men- mentor, mentor, Paul. And their goal was to find a magician who could best represent their region on the show. I do just want to say that, like, the cameraman, Cedric, Mm -hmm. textbook nerd, Mm -hmm. the way that they did AV Club Dirty in the 2000s, (laughs) so awful. Like, I'm thinking about um, Lizzie McGuire, Mm -hmm. like, what was his name? Larry Tudgman. Larry Tudgman, yeah. Yeah. Unfabulous, the AV kids, like mm-hmm. bad time for AV kids. And the gag is, what are all the kids doing now? Filming TikToks. <sighs> it's all about audio visual. visual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we see this whole montage of them driving through all these towns. They have all these kids audition. They all flop, all terrible. Mm-hmm. No one can actually do their magic tricks. Like, why even put yourself in this contest? Mm hmm. But Allison cuts back to present day and she says that all the contestants were impressively pathetic. And if she didn't find someone good enough to be on the show, her first chance at a career would be over. It's just an itsy bitsy girl boss. Yeah, she's just gr- girl bossing since day one. Mm-hmm. So burping up all that Starlight Coke I drank. <laughs> so she and Cedric and Paul go to their last hope, Pensacola, Florida. Picture it. It's 2004. But their final audition is Danny Sinclair. Mm. They get to the Sinclair house and his parents come out. They both look very nervous. And they're like, Danny is so excited for this. Like, he's really anxious to meet you. And they head upstairs where they find Danny blowing up this giant orange balloon. And Allison taps him on the shoulder, startling him a bit. And... He lets the balloon go. Mm. It flies around the room, and he meets the team. So Danny begins his audition. You know, the camera's rolling. He pops the balloon. Nothing happens. He's like, oh, that's so weird. A dove was supposed to pop out. Like, I've done it a million times. Let me try again. He does nothing. Tries again. Nothing. This goes on for quite some time. So Allison suggests maybe he do a different trick or, like, maybe you need an assistant. And he kind of, like, snaps at her and he's like, just back off, okay? Just give me another chance. It's like, all right, bud. Sweet, sweetie, look in my eyes. This isn't you. <laughs> this isn't you. Look at me. Um, <laughs> oh my he's got an attitude on him. And um, she's like, wow, this must really matter to you. And he's like, more than you could possibly know. And <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> yeah. This is a kid magician contest, my friend. I know. And they realize that they're both each other's last chance. And Danny's like, this time it'll definitely work. So he tries the trick again and again and again and again and again. And we see just like the entire floor is littered with these popped balloons. Nothing. So Allison's crew does finally decide to call it quits. Danny's like, no, I, ins- I I can do it, I promise, but they walk out. Uh, 
So outside, Cedric is like, the only reason you gave him a bajillion chances is because you thought he was cute. And Roasted. I would have done the same thing. Absolutely. He's a cutie, for sure. <laughs> yeah. He has kind of like a an emo vibe going on with his like cuffs mm. and his spiky hair. And those baby blues. Yeah. Ew. And Allison was like, Noah, it was because this is our last shot, and now we're going to be off the show. So they go to the car to put the camera away and whatever. And when Paul opens the trunk, a ton of doves fly out. <gasps> and she's like, Cedric, are you getting this? Are you rolling? And he's like, I'm rolling, baby. <laughs> and they realize that they have found their magician. Allison looks back up into the, the window where Danny is watching them. Danny looks weird. <laughs> He does not look like someone who's landed a trick that yeah. he has been planning. He looks confused as fuck. He's looking perplexed. He's looking mm-hmm. a little scared, kind of sad. And he's like pursing his forlorn, li- perhaps. <laughs> he's like pursing his lips in this really weird way. It was a very strange expression. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cut to Allison telling us that it's weird. Danny wasn't happy about what happened. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah. That was a weird look. <laughs> yes. So at like the contest headquarters, I guess, Allison shows uh, her footage to Mystic Max. He is very impressed with Danny's trick. But this other teen, Hunter, who looks like a boy band reject mixed with like a Mycene doll. Like, not even, like, a Ken mm. doll. Like, you remember the Mycene boy dolls? Yeah. He looks like one of those because of the hair, I he think. He does. Yeah. And, like, the tan skin. Mm-hmm. And he's ugh, he's so annoying. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> Danny and Allison are clearly working together. Like, that was so fake. They're scamming you. And Miss McAllister is like, uh, Allison knows the rules. She wouldn't do that. And Max asks Paul what he thinks because he was there. And Paul's like, I don't know, man. I think he's the real deal. So Danny gets selected for the competition. Allison is super stoked that she got to be a part of the coolest reality program ever filmed. The kid magician program that Mm. is going to be so cool. Everyone's going to watch it. Yeah. What network is this on? Who's funding (laughs) Yeah, what not like PBS? Yeah. Um what what network was breaking the magician's code on? Probably that one. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm getting like a big like CPTV like local channel vibe. But they did look across the country. So there's some funding here. Yeah, definitely. I'm like was Allison flying around to all those places or mm. cuz they would go see the magicians and then they would reconvene. Yeah. And they were from different areas. Yeah, it's also weird because they're like, oh, we're looking for a magician to best represent their region. But then they only pick three. Well, one's from Philadelphia, one is from California, and one is from Pensacola, Florida, Danny. I guess, yeah. So East Coast, West Coast, Coast South. South. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. It, it's weird that there aren't like five contestants mm-hmm. that are getting eliminated over a period of time. Yeah. It's weird that there are just three, but... It's a 90-minute movie, so, like, what are you going to do? Back to the show. (laughs) Allison and Danny. I I wrote, Allison and Danny take a trolley, three question marks. (laughs) It's a streetcar. Yeah. Um, I've been on one. I'm not, like, Mm -hmm. dumb. 
So they go to the contest and Allison is like talking oh Danny's ear off. She's like, I think you need to work on your, your we're going to get you a, a thing. You know, people who win this always have like, they're overcoming an obstacle or some trauma and da da da. And Danny's like, okay, please stop talking. <laughs> then Brandon is doing his performance. Like he's literally the only actual magician here. Literally. <laughs> and he's like, Allison, pick a card. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, pick a card, any card. And she picks one and he makes the card jump and shows it to her. And she's like, oh, that's it. And Danny's like, give me, give me the deck. Give me the deck. <laughs> pick a card. And he's like, oh, you want me to pick a card? Yeah, pick a card. <laughs> so he picks a card, puts it back in, throws the deck at the window of the streetcar. And he's like, is that your card? And it's his card. But it's not even stuck on the inside window. It's on the outside window. Mm. And Brandon is like, magic. Whoa. Like, he looks at Danny. He's like, something sus. At this point in the movie, I thought we were in for a little bit of a love triangle. I wish. Allison, Danny, Brandon. But I was wrong. And I was a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. The romance aspect of this movie remains to be seen yeah it's very um subtextual i would agree um all we really get it sounds like a sexuality <laughs> all we really get I'm is subtextual. Uh, a couple like hand holds and lingering eye contact it's very period drama i guess mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah so they arrive to their destination where they will be filming this whole competition it's this huge mansion. I think it's called the Magic Mansion. A little on the nose. It is. It is. There's literally magicians performing on random stages. And it's like everyone's yep. like, oh, yeah, I'm just staying here and practicing yeah. my craft. Yeah. For no one in particular. <laughs> just doing my thing. A magician shelter. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Max welcomes them to the mansion. We meet the contestants, Zoe, Brandon, and Danny. And he's like, Danny, I've been looking forward to meeting you. Very ominous. Mm -hmm. And then Max gets up on this like literal stage that they have in this mansion. And he's like, you know, few people have been allowed into this mansion because many secrets lie within its walls. He's like, you can use every prop, every book, every illusion that we have. And I suggest you do. <laughs> And then, he, ooh, then he says, check your pockets. What's in their pockets? Their room keys. Sneaky, sneaky. Who went into these <laughs> Who's touching teens' pockets? Yeah. <laughs> Who's touching these children's pockets? Fire in them. Mm -hmm. But Danny doesn't have a key. And Max is like, LOL, no worries, and materializes it out of thin air. <laughs> And then, like, flies it over to Danny. And Danny's like, Yeah, we see oh the fishing God. line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like hopping when in I the air. When I tell you this movie is low budge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but some of the uh, scene sequences, the scene changes, mm. they are rough. That, um, that iMovie transition quality that we're getting. Yeah, transition quality. So. 
On the way to the rooms, Allison is talking Danny's ear off again. And she's like, I want to, you know, follow you 24-7. I want to know everything you're thinking. Danny's like, I am not interested. Allison's like, listen, I've seen every reality show. I don't have any friends. And I'm going to tell you right now, the contestants that win, they're sorting out some trauma or a heartbreaking obstacle. Danny is like, okay, yeah, like, let's have a team cheer. What about go, go, go team? And like shuts the door on her. Yeah. Allison knocks again and he's like, look, I'll do everything I can to win as long as the rest of the time you leave me alone. Cut to. <laughs> so funny. Allison's like, did he think a bargain like that would actually stop me? Guess oh, again, I'm bitch. the most annoying person you've ever met. <laughs> As far as she was concerned, Danny was another puzzle begging to be solved. <laughs> I could fix him. I could make him so much worse. Do they ever, like, establish in this movie, like, she really loves puzzles? Or are we just supposed to, like, deduce that by, like, them talking about it? I think we're it? supposed to understand from, like, the Harvard sweatshirt mm. and the poster this and her really loves sheer will to to annoy that like she's really smart. Yeah. She's a puzzle gal, apparently. It's not like we see her doing like Sudokus and word games in her spare time. Like Yeah. And cause every time <laughs> I know like this isn't the kind of puzzle that she's talking about, but I'm thinking of like the picture puzzles where you like get all the pieces and put them together. I'm not thinking like, <laughs> Oh yeah. I'm like solving a, a riddle or something. The riddle. <laughs> hey, diddle, diddle. The cat. In the <laughs> um, just like girl just really loves making puzzles. I guess. <laughs> I almost wish that the first scene when she's like in her dorm room, she's like solving a Rubik's cube. Mm, like at least that would establish some context. Yeah. Instead they're just like, Girl loves solving puzzles. I'm like, where did this come from? What is happening? Where did this come like from? Like one scene we see her in her room, she's like doing the Rubik's Cube. The next scene we see her like on the floor with a 10,000 piece puzzle. <laughs> the next scene we see her, we see her with the finished puzzle. Yeah. She's probably a killer at Wordle. Oh, yeah. I've never played it though, so I don't know anything about that. It's none of my business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> back to the movie. Max tells the contestants. We're talking about a movie? <laughs> this is last Tuesday for me. Um, Max tells the contestants that they'll have 30 minutes to create an illusion with rope, a broom, a 10-gallon aquarium, and a bedsheet. So the kids all start to, like, brainstorm. They're trying things out. Oh, and a basketball, I think. Oh, yeah, and a basketball. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're using the props. What's Danny doing? Sitting on his ass. Thinking. <laughs> Sitting on his fucking ass. Allison goes up to him and she's like, hey, um, now that you've been doing all this really uninteresting thinking, you want to try and maybe figure out a trick that'll be more fun for us to film? And Danny, terrible attitude, is just like, you know, you're making it really hard for me to concentrate, like, get out of my face. And she's like, maybe you haven't watched a lot of TV before, but it needs to be captivating, which is true. Like, you're on a reality show. You got to give them a little something. Like, you knew the bargain. Yeah. You were coming on here to do 
a filmed television show. Yeah. Got to give a little personality. Um, Mm -hmm. So instead, he starts to storm off, and Allison is following after him, and he's like, I shouldn't have come here. I especially wouldn't have if I knew I was going to end up stuck with you. And she's like- baby. Yeah. She's like, all right, listen. It would just really help if you clued me in on what you were doing and what this is really about. You know, if it's stage fright, are you afraid of, like, being in front of the cameras? Maybe we can figure something out. He's like, it's not that. She's like, okay, well, <laughs> like relax. Insane. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of giving off, like, Nathan Scott vibes, season yeah, one. Yeah, season one. Yeah. Angry, angry teen. Just the most angry teen. Mm-hmm. And she's like, listen, Cedric and I are your friends. We're here to help you. We have your back. Look over at Cedric. Man is sleeping standing up because of a, like, spinning spiral on the wall behind them. (laughs) That was a really funny, like, touch. Yeah. So she gets Cedric to refocus, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here for you. And he's like, okay, well, just cut the chatter so I can focus on my trick. And she's like, okay. All right. So they begin challenge number one, but not before they do their theme song, and it's kind of like a do-do-do-do. Like, like insert swooshing noise Mm -hmm. here situation. Yeah. And it's like three kids, seven days, one winner. And the first contestant, Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. This girl does a trick where she balances a basketball on a sheet. When she turns her body, we can (laughs) see the wire. Yeah. We can see the big honking wire mm-hmm. connected to the basketball. Yeah. In the shot. <laughs> no one was like, hey, can we just do that again real quick uh, so we don't see the literal like black piece of metal that's around your black body? Black <laughs> wire. But did they reshoot? No. No. They didn't. They're like, no, we got it. No one's paying attention. No, I think I got the shot actually. Yeah. Um, but I do think that when she turns around, like when she does like 360, mm-hmm. like you can't see anything. I'm yeah. like, theoretically, if you were doing a trick live, like mm. that would be cool. Yeah. But she gets a seven out of 10. That seems high to me. <laughs> I call bluff. <laughs> yeah. So then it's Danny's turn. He starts to get up on stage and Allison's like, oh, what's your trick going to be? And he's like, I don't fucking know. So he gets up on stage <laughs> He puts the fish tank on the ground. He's like, a tank. Puts the broom in it and is like, a broom. <laughs> puts the basketball in it. A basketball and the rope. He puts it all in. They all like make fun of him because um, he's being ridiculous. And he tells the audience not to blink because he's going to make it all disappear. Pretty bold for someone who hasn't been doing a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And Hunter comes out of the cut with this insane quote that I had to write down, where he says, right, you don't stand a snowball's chance in you-know-where of pulling that off. I was like, this is a children's movie. He says something later where he's like, I may be dressed as an elephant, but I feel like a horse is behind. Yeah. And I'm like, you got some scathing retorts, mm-hmm. Brandon, mm-hmm. from California. <laughs> yeah. So Danny's doesn't really pay any attention to this. And he's like, watch and be amazed. And he drops the sheet. And instead of it all disappearing, instead, the fish tank is filled with snow. 
The broom is standing up in it. The rope <laughs> is swinging a basketball around. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's so amazing. Except for Hunter, who is still being shitty. So Danny picks up some of the snow from the fish tank and throws a snowball at him. Hunter does not take too kindly to this, even though he was the one heckling in the first place. And he complains to Max. He's like, Danny's not allowed to use snow. It, won- it wasn't one of the props. Danny's not allowed to use snow. Mi- hey, mister, it's not allowed. And <laughs> Allison's like, you're being ridiculous. That trick was amazing. And Max goes, yeah, Danny's trick was outside the box. I'll give you that. But technically, Hunter is right. So I need to give you the score of three. Just to recap... Zoe got a seven, <laughs> and this got a three. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Next up is Brandon. Again, the only real magician <laughs> in this show. He asks for an assistant for his trick, and Max is like, well, Danny is on stage. Why don't you use him? Mm. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he goes up and has Danny hold this sheet up like a curtain, And he's like, technically, I'm not one of the five approved items. And Brandon's like, just hold the sheet up. Don't be a freak. (laughs) And Danny raises the sheet up. Brandon starts to like tell the audience to get ready. They'll all be amazed when (gasps) all of a sudden he stops and Danny drops the sheet. Brandon is gone. (gasps) Clearly, this is not a part of his trick. Everyone is clapping, and all of a sudden, Brandon screams. He's on this, like, spinning wheel with a broom in his hand, and Hunter is, like, starting this applause. It's like, Ah, amazing. And he gets a 10 out of 10. Danny looks confused. Max sees. Danny walks off, and Allison is like, Hey, where are you going? You know, now that I think about it, you know what also wasn't one of the five approved items? The that giant spinning, spinning wheel. wheel. This thing is rigged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Allison follows after Danny, who has stormed off. She's like, listen, I know that you're the one who made that trick happen. You're hiding something. Just let me in so I can help you. And he's like, no, I got to sort this out for myself. So so dramatic. And she's <laughs> like, listen, I know I come on a little strong. She does. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I have a feeling we might really like each other if we just called a truce for like a minute. And he's like, huh, yeah, right. And then he goes into this like fun house room with all these like distorted mirrors. And she's trying to ask him about the trick, but like he runs off and you know, she, she loses him in the hall of mirrors. That night, Allison and Cedric sneak into the stage and they try to figure out how Brandon did his trick because there's no trap door. They hear someone coming, but they realize that it's Hunter and Brandon also. Looking for a trap door. Hmm. hmm. Curious. I'm, I wonder, like, what Brandon saw when he was, like, getting transported. Mm. Probably that weird uh, transition <laughs> thingy <laughs> with, like, yeah. the hat that we see. <laughs> yeah. So Allison is like, hello, hello, boys. And mm. Hunter's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, just the same as you, admiring the craftsmanship of the floorboards. And... <laughs> She tells um, Brandon that she knows he didn't pull off this trick and 
he tells her to prove it and she's like, maybe I will. And they walk off. But Brandon and Hunter stay to keep looking for this trap door. And Paul is watching them from the balcony. Mm, Got those beady little eagle eyes. So the next morning, they begin the second challenge. Everybody receives a wand with a famous magician's name on it. Mm -hmm. Zoe gets Alexander Herman. Brandon gets Harry Blackstone. Very cool name. And Danny gets... Harry Houdini. Whoa. So basically what they have to do is research their designated magician and perform their most renowned trick, which seems out of the league of these magicians. Absolutely. Yeah. How do we go from Zoe's fucking wire basketball to Houdini tricks? But I mean, her, all of her tricks are like subpar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Later on, everyone is practicing their trick because pretty tall order, but Mm -hmm. Allison can't find Danny anywhere. She's like, are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Zoe, (laughs) who, let me just paint the picture here because Brandon is practicing like this levitation trick with like Mm -hmm. a card or something. He, he, it looks cool just to even see him practicing. Mm -hmm. Zoe pulls out like a bouquet of flowers out of an oversized jacket. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and she, she's like, he's in the stacks, like pulling out the flowers to indicate. And I'm like, she's like a party city magician, you know? Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of devastating. Mm-hmm. So Allison goes to this library to look for Danny. There is an amazing stained glass ceiling for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh, it used to be a bank. And ah. <laughs> she's surprised to see that he's actually studying. But when she looks at the books... She realizes it's not pertinent to the ta- to the task at hand at all. Mm-hmm. Mans yep. is just doing his own thing once again. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what's all this about? And Danny is like, I think maybe you can help me. I'm reading about the Magic Mansion. They have like secret rooms and hidden chambers here, but I can't find them. Like I've been searching through these books that are supposed to be revealing, but they don't tell me anything that I couldn't find in a public library. Mm-hmm. That's when Allison inspects the books and notices an emblem that's repeating on some of them. And she's like, I think that we need to find all the books with the symbol on the binding. Mm -hmm. So they search through the library. They find all of these books. And she's like, now we have to solve the puzzle. (laughs) A puzzle, my favorite. (laughs) So they put the binding together and see a picture of two serpents and Danny's like, Allison, you're brilliant. And Allison's like, who oh me? Who me? She does the Debbie who Ryan me? hair tuck. Yeah, oh like, God. <laughs> oh, God. And so they find this emblem on the map. Danny is like, okay, we have to find the serpents in the mansion. If we find the serpents, we find the secret room. It's a pretty easy puzzle. Yeah. Like the, the book's harder to pick up but once they put the thing together and the fact that you already have the fucking map i'm Mm -hmm. like okay yeah (laughs) this is decom logic so allison grabs her handy dandy cedric cameraman and they venture down Mm -hmm. into the depths of the mansion looking for the secret room so they go into this basement but they don't find anything they're like at a dead end. They try this other hallway. It's very creepy and dark and dusty. And there are like bats and shit like flying around there. It's not for me. It's not for me either. 
Hello, everybody. My name's Matt. I'm Brent. And we host ReviewParty.com. I think we got a little clip to share. This is the movie Cutting Class. Oh, Beans and Things titles their review, Cheesy, but at least it's yummy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun 80s slasher flick that doesn't take itself too seriously. Lots of silly lines such as, I'm a Yankee Doodle killer. And, have you ever felt my tingle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put that in context at all. Yeah, 80s high school cheese at its best. There is one wet boobies scene in the girls' yes. locker room. That, I'm, all right, you had me at one wet booby scene. So it was cheesy, but at least it was sharp cheddar, not Roquefort. What does that mean? It's a different type of cheese. I know, it's a different type of cheese. I just want to know if that's an apt metaphor. You can find ReviewParty.com wherever you listen to podcasts. Every Tuesday Reviews Day and at ReviewParty.com.com. So they end up finding the symbol with the serpents. Allison is like, oh my god, there's a Latin phrase on it. Let me read it. And I think the phrase translates to whoever reads books, finds secrets within. Yeah. And she's like, oh my god, it's a misdirection. And her Classic. and Danny are like... Finishing each other's sentences. Oh, my God. And they're like, the book is made of stone. If you want to read a book, you have to <gasps> turn the pages. So they, like, twist this. The st- only movable piece. <laughs> yeah. The only movable piece on the emblem. Who'd have thunk? So they twist the little emblem. It opens up a secret trap door. Cedric wants to dip, but they're like, don't be a chicken. They go in. He follows them with his camera. And Danny notices this huge safe, like it's a huge, like a bank vault situation. He manages to open it very easily. He's like, <laughs> turn it around, turn it back, boop ba doop. And, and Allison's like, oh, where did you learn how to do that? And he's like, after a lot of practice. Are you robbing banks, Danny? Is that the subtext? Like, what is going on? What is up, bro? <laughs> At least make it believable. Like, I feel Truly. like that's so Raven has had more tense moments yeah. than this. Absolutely. They like the issue with this movie is that they build up the tiniest amount of tension and then they immediately break it. <laughs> so freaking true. Yeah. So they enter this like vault room. They crawl through this door and it's like a candlelit like safety deposit box room, essentially. Yeah. Um, and Old bank people. Yeah, yeah. Huge, and it has, the architecture plays a huge part in this movie. Absolutely. It has this giant table, and it is DeMilo's DeMilo. DeMilo? Antonio DeMilo. Antonio DeMilo. I think it's DeMilo. DeMilo, yeah. They find DeMilo's secret library. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, looking at all of his books and stuff. And then Cedric is like, hey, guys, what's this? And turns the dial on an emblem inside. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. They land land back in the regular old library. Allison's like, what just happened? But they're like, I don't know. Anyways, time to go to the next challenge. (laughs) Just immediately tension broken. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) The next challenge begins. And... Um, Zoe's first. She does a trick where she pulls not one, not two, but three rabbits out of her hat. (laughs) Max gives her a six out of ten. Yeah. Brandon goes next. He has Harry Blackstone. That was his magician. 
and he does a classic light bulb levitation trick. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, although it's clear that, again, it's on a thin piece of fishing line. Mm-hmm. I think it it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it does say that most of the tricks were done by the actors. So I wonder if yeah. this guy was actually like a kid magician. I feel like Zoe is not, but um, I feel like maybe Brandon could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Max gives him an 8 out of 10. So it's a pretty impressive trick. Yeah. Finally, it's Danny's turn, and he tells the audience that although Houdini was known for his escape illusions or tricks or whatever, uh, what they're about to witness is his most mystifying stage illusion ever. Few people know how Houdini made a 10,000-pound elephant vanish in a flash. His elephant, Brandon, in a suit (laughs) where he's like the head and there's someone else as the legs. I think Hunter is... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So they come out in this elephant suit and Brandon's like, I might be dressed as an elephant, but I feel like a horse is behind. And (laughs) Danny stuffs a peanut in his mouth. Yeah. So Danny has Brandon get behind a sheet and he starts to announce his trick, but then they hear like, yeehaw, whoa, whoa. Danny reveals Brandon on a mechanical bull and he like flies off of the bull and Hunter's like helping him up. He's like, are you okay, man? And the crowd is shocked. They're like, that was dangerous. And Danny looks nervous. That was like a weird thing. Like I would have preferred to see them like maybe they're on a trapeze or something like that would have felt more dangerous. Well, yeah, it's it's weird because – the the whole thing of like what happens with Danny is like somebody will say something and then it'll like be a part of the next You're right. trip. Like the whole mm-hmm. like snow in the aquarium thing is because Hunter mm-hmm. made like the weird snowball joke. Um and then this is because of like the horse's ass thing. But it's like that's not him becoming a horse's ass though. That's him riding a mechanical bull, which is not the same thing. I guess the mechanical bull could also be perceived as like a horseback ride. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a stretch, but uh, as are most, most things in this movie. So everyone is pissed off. They're all yelling. And Hunter's like, I want Danny kicked off the show. And Allison is like, are you joking me? His trick was way better than Brandon's. Are you joshing me right now? Yeah. Are you? His fuck- trick was way better than Brandon's. His trick was eons. <laughs> eons ahead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Of Zoe's No trick. one's even talking about Zoe. Zoe found dead in a ditch. She doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so. Where's Zoe? Same place as Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> yeah. So Hunter's like, Danny, how'd you do it? But then he's like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't a trick. Maybe Danny actually has magical powers. And everyone's like, Hunter, you're so crazy. That's not true. Such a goof. (laughs) So silly. And Hunter's like, listen, a lot of bizarre things happen that we can't explain. Like, why is the sky blue, you know? Why is grass wet in the morning? And Cedric goes, why does Trump's hair look like that? Which shocked me. (laughs) Truly ahead of its time in that regard. Oh, for sure. Also, I have to point this out. This movie came out like, what, a year after Harry Potter? I think it was a couple years after. Mm-hmm. When did the well, first? Well, Phil was really like adamant about how this is trying to steal 
uh, Harry Potter valor. I mean, I feel like magic really had a moment in the early 2000s, very much like mm-hmm. prompted by Harry Potter. Let me find yeah. the year. I mean, I guess even Wizards of Waverly Place was like, magic is in. Yeah. 2001. That's what I thought is the first Harry Potter yeah. movie. But yeah, I feel like also even outside of like like magical magic, like magician magic, definitely like was having a moment in the early 2000s. Hence, you know, the Breaking the Magician's Code TV show. Yeah, that's Which I did true. watch back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yes. This movie. <laughs> so, oh, oh, the movie you say? <laughs> everyone, yeah, everyone calls Hunter crazy, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, no, it was Danny that made Brandon disappear in that first challenge. And Allison goes to Danny and she's like, okay, listen, as much as I believe that it's a violation of the magician's code, just tell us how you did the trick so we can all move on. And Danny's like, no, Hunter's right. I don't know how I did that. Shut up, (laughs) Danny. Stop typing. He's like, I don't know how I did it. These things just happened to me. And then Max strolls in. He's like, that's the ideal answer. You just evoked one of the oldest tricks in the magician's black bag. I can't with Max. (laughs) So traumatic for no reason. And he's like, many classic illusionists have gained publicity by pretending to have paranormal powers. Danny's like, no, but I'm serious. Like, I don't know how that mechanical bull got there. Brandon just said he felt like a horse's rear end, and then boom, there it was. And Max is like, okay, how about I get together a group of experts to investigate your claim? As as president of the Worldwide Skeptics Society. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> like, why don't I get together a group of experts as, you know, the president of the debunking child uh, <laughs> lies club? <laughs> Who wrote this? So insane. Who wrote, I have to talk to you. Yeah, I I got I'd like opinions. <laughs> so Ma- Max says that no one knows better than a magician how to tell someone who's faking. And every fraud who comes along only serves to devalue our skills. Dramatic. He certainly does say that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this panel gets here quickly. Yeah. I don't know if they flew in. I don't know if they were already in town. It's a slow It's a slow day of being skeptical, yeah. apparently. <laughs> the panel of experts was waiting, but Danny was nowhere to be found. Allison finally finds him in the DeMilo, like, secret office Mm -hmm. area and he's looking over his books Danny's like I can't do this no matter how it turns out like it's going to be a disaster Allison is like look you've been playing everything perfectly you know you're making great TV and she's like you don't actually think you have powers do you Danny is like Allison (laughs) Allison Allison I need to tell you like I can tell you, but, like, you just have to sit there. You have to be quiet, and you have to just listen to me. And she's like, yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, daddy. Um, This is so inappropriate. So she's like, yeah, I'll do that. And he's like, listen, I I don't even need to look at the script. I know this movie, unfortunately, way too well. But 
He's like, you know, three years ago, I saw a skateboard in a store window and I thought how much I wanted it. The next thing I knew it was under my feet. I was riding it. <gasps> this kitty was picking on me. He was talking about my pants. I wished he would just disappear. And then they found him hanging 10 feet up on an oak tree by his belt loop. Before he said belt loop, I was like, did he kill a kid? I was <laughs> so shocked by that. Yeah. And when I tell you, like, he's like, he was lost. His parents never found him. Like, I'm like, what is up, brother? Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. He's like, I can't control my magic. It just happens. And Allison's like, that must be so scary. He's like, yeah. I'm terrified. <laughs> and I'm worried if I get up there in front of these experts, it's either going to be nothing happens or I'll become a government lab rat. And Allison's like, you know, I'm like trying to wrap my head around this whole thing, but I've always been an outcast because I'm extremely unlikable. But all you need is just, you know, one person to believe in you. And maybe, just maybe, these experts can explain what's happening to you. She holds his hand oh my God. and says he came here to find the truth and they could give him answers. Wow. Inspiring. Dramatic. Ladies, a man will never be a wizard. <laughs> and <laughs> never be a wizard. And confess an almost murder that he committed accidentally. Yeah, and confess an almost manslaughter that <laughs> <laughs> and so, a robbery. Yeah. So we go upstairs. The experts have convened. Oh, really quick. <laughs> Sorry, this is just pertinent to like the story that we just posted with the practical magic. Mm. When you were like, I just can't find any like rugged men. <laughs> I was going to suggest Angus from Euphoria. Oh. I don't know if he would be considered rugged, but he gives me an odd cowboy vibe. Like I want to see him in a western. He does he does have like a very masculine energy about him. I would be intrigued yeah. to hear him do like a southern accent. I could only see him being like from the deep yeah. south. He'd be like like a real drolly. Oh no man, like I'm just trying to get my affairs in order. <laughs> This town ain't big enough for the two of us. Like that mm -hmm, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the movie. The movie. <laughs> so the, the experts have convened. The experts are like two scientists and a psychic. With horrible teeth. <laughs> Just vile, vile teeth. The scientists were giving... Um, the what are their names the old man muppets like the critics <laughs> they were giving muppet old men yeah. that was the Slay energy muppet old men <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah that's the energy i was picking up from them that's really um, funny and then this woman who's a psychic so <laughs> he's giving <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's giving, giving old man up. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so they asked Danny, you know, about his powers. He's like, oh, they appeared when I was 13. And the psychic is like, yeah, that's when it always starts. And one of the scientists is like, are you sure? 
you're not just doing this for attention. Like anyone that goes on a reality show is usually looking for a little attention. A little attention. It's not wrong. And the psychic is like, oh, is there anyone in your family that has had like paranormal abilities? And Max is like, all right, let's cut the shit. Um, (laughs) Danny, are you going to perform for us or not? And Danny's like, I mean, shut her, get off the pot. (laughs) You in or you out? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, God. He's like, I don't know. Like, I can't control it. And the psychic is like, just clear your mind. Let the powers come to you. So Danny starts closing his eyes. He's focusing in. And what happens? Oh, my God. Man starts levitating out of his chair. Everyone is amazed. Dua Lipa said, levitate. <laughs> I'm levitating. So <laughs> no, Max-, anyway. <laughs> Max then comes over and promptly pushes him back down in his seat. And he's like. With like his index finger. Yeah. Like he's not manhandling. Yeah. But Madam whatever the fuck is like, put your hands off that child. <laughs> Get your fucking man <laughs> fucking meat sticks off of him. Yep, that's exactly how it goes down. You don't need to watch the movie to verify. And um, <laughs> he's like, you've all been fooled. It's not, he's not really levitating. It's the chair. It was created. He's not levitating. <laughs> not levitating. And... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're not drunk. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) The chair, he's like, it's made by a Scandinavian illusionist. Ikea. Yeah, it's an Ikea Ikea chair. (laughs) It has hydraulics in it. It's $1.99. It's $2.50 if you want assembly and delivery. (laughs) When he's like, it has hydraulics in it, there's like a little like push button on one of the legs. I'm like... How did he even touch that? Yeah. He it didn't. makes no damn sense. He's like, there's a thin plate that connects to a rod that will, like, lift up to 200 pounds. And, like, he sits in the chair and, like, shows it happen. He's like, you've all been fooled. Um, and says that Danny is a performer, like all performers, but a clever one. And Danny's like, I've never seen this chair in my life. And he's like, oh, really? Because there's only two in existence. One with the Scandinavian guy and the one that I had in my storage, which I know you've been rooting around in. So You've been putting your stinky little feet in there all day long, haven't you? Yeah. So Danny is pretty pissed off right now. Mm-hmm. He storms out. Allison's like, he lied to me? <laughs> He's like, I'm not a liar. And she's like, you're just using me to make yourself the star of the show. And he's like, I'm literally not doing that. I've never (laughs) wanted to be on TV less. And he's like, Max is the one who rigged the chair and set me up. I don't know why. Like, maybe he's out to get me. And Allison's like, okay, well, you had me fooled. And um, I know everyone wants to set me up to make me look like I'm not as smart as I am. (laughs) And she's like... Basically has a mental breakdown. Yeah, she's not doing well. She's like, I'm fucking smart. I'm fucking smart. (laughs) Danny is like, this has nothing to do with you. (laughs) Shocker. Yeah. And she storms off. Danny storms off. We all storm off. Mm -hmm. I stop the movie. (laughs) And that's where I slam my laptop shut and I never return. And the show's done today. That's the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed (laughs) it. 
So back to Allison at Harvard. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, Danny was still eligible to be in the contest. And if anything, his stunt proved what a good trickster he is. So he was like basically a shoe in to a win. I'm a trickster, you see? You see? Yeah, see? It's the 1920s and a woman can't read, see? <laughs> yep. And uh, Allison said that she decided from then on her and Danny were not friends. They were just going to be all about the show and nothing else. Cut to Allison and Cedric. Cedric is like, um, Allison, shouldn't we be out getting footage? And she's like, I'm busy. She's writing a permanent marker on Polaroids of Danny. <laughs> I don't know, like test shots maybe. Yeah. Cedric is like, you know – he may have lied about the chair, but he's still a great magician, and he totally pulled off the dove trick. And Allison's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's like sure. take a look at the tape. Let's take yeah. a look at the tape, shall we? Roll the tape, please. Roll, roll tape. <laughs> Rolling. So they put this tape in the VCR and actually see that the doves have materialized out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Like now you see it. Now you don't. (gasps) The titular line. Crazy. And Allison is like, oh, my God. Like, I fucked up. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, you go. Take take it away, Christina. (laughs) So she tries to go and find Danny. He's not in his room or the vault. So she's snooping around downstairs when she overhears Danny and Max talking. So she like oh my cl- gosh. climbs up to the little vent and starts filming this combo. And we see Max telling Danny that, you know, he knows exactly what he's going through. He knows all about his struggles and his powers. Mm. And Danny's like, what are you talking about? You're the one who said I was faking it. And Max. Excuse me? And Max is like, every generation one or two truly powerful sorcerers are born with magical abilities. I am one of those wizards. And so are you. (gasps) Oh my God. He believes him. It's magic. So Danny's like, how did you find me? And Max is like, I didn't have to. I used this show as a lure to find the next great sorcerer. He produced... (laughs) An entire kid magician reality show. And competition, find- like for kid producers. And competition. He's like, if I'm doing this to find the next great sorcerer, I might as well help a kid who wants to produce get into college. <laughs> I might by as putting well- this on their resume. I might as well offer an internship for college credit while I'm at it. <laughs> he like pulls like <sighs> the uh the letter of recommendation out of thin air. <laughs> yeah. So um, Danny asks why his magic always seems so out of control. And Max is like, oh, you're just, you're harnessing your powers. It's all about focus and concentration. What if we kissed in Demilo's study? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> JK, in- but what if? <laughs> what if we kissed in Demilo's uh, security deposit box room? JK, unless. <laughs> what if we kissed in an old New Orleans bank? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> JK, what if? What if we kissed inside a magician's box with swords going through it? Haha, <laughs> JK, unless. Unless. <laughs> so Max is like, oh, you know, 
it was just like that for me when I met my mentor, Antonio de milo wow and then i felt safe and home and danny you're home and then they like go over to these night figurines that are on the table and max kind of teaches danny how to use like the figurine they like spar with each other they can like make them come to life because they're magic mm-hmm. and Danny ends up, like, having his knight swing his, like, mace around and ends up, like, almost hitting Max in the face. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And Max is like, don't worry about it, honey. Let me show you something. (laughs) Don't worry about it, honey. (laughs) I got a present for you. So he then gives Danny. It's an accessory. (laughs) He's like, I'm proposing. He gives him this gigantic, ugly-ass ring. It's (laughs) It's nasty, crusty old ring. It looks like it came out of a gumball machine. (laughs) He's like, as long as you wear this while you're still training, it'll keep your powers in check. You won't have any more unexpected spells. Like all that weight. You're not going to be like afraid of your own thoughts anymore. All that weight is going to be lifted off your shoulders. So Danny's like, oh my God, thank you so much. He puts on the ring. Max is like, I want you to go get a good night's sleep. The best sleep you've ever had. And he leaves. The most comfiest sleep. The mm. coziest sleep. <laughs> the most magicless sleep you've ever uh, had. Because then, who walks into the room after Danny leaves but Paul? And he's like, sounds like that went well. And Max is like, oh yeah, Danny has the potential to be a more powerful wizard than me. So it's important that we keep a close eye on him. And he's like, as you well remember, Paul, the ring can't be removed by himself. It must be by another person. A little exposition for us. And at this time tomorrow, Max is going to have all of Danny's powers, just like <gasps> Demilo. He killed his mentor. OMG. And Allison is in shock, Avi. Mm-hmm. Danny, Danny, Danny. Allison has to warn him. She heads to Danny's room, but who should come up behind her like a creep? Paul. <laughs> Isn't it past your bedtime? You know, it's a bit late to curfew. You should be sleeping. Mm. She's like, soy, sorry. Mm. Got to go. <laughs> and cut back to her dorm. She's like, I had a terrible sleepless night. And I needed to warn Danny. So the next day, Allison finds Danny in the courtyard and she's like, listen, I need to warn you about Max. But again, Paul is like freaking stalking her. Lingering, loitering. Just giving a really quizzical look. Mm -hmm. And Danny's like, I was so wrong about Max. Like he's the only one who gets me. And I feel normal now. And Allison's like, you know what? Maybe that's not who you are meant to be. We need to talk privately. So they go talk privately. She's like, tells him that she eavesdropped and that she stayed and found out about the ring. He's like, oh, great. Like, you know about it. So that's awesome. I love it. But (laughs) Allison is like, no, as long as you're wearing that ring, your powers are completely in Max's control. And she's like, listen, I have proof. Let me get my camcorder. When she's about to show Danny the proof, like Miss McAllister comes in. She's like, 
Yo, Danny and Max are real sorcerers, and Max is trying to take Danny's powers. Max comes into the room, <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, if this tape exists, shall we watch it? And takes the camcorder from Allison. I was like, you're done. It's over. Game over. <laughs> mm-hmm. They play the tape. Of course, he, he like, magicked it away. It's mm-hmm. just gray. And Max is like, what do you call this? A polar bear in a snowstorm. And I'm like. Eye roll. <laughs> big eye roll from me. <laughs> Allison tries to like get the footage back, I guess. But she can't, obviously. And she's like, you have to believe me. And she's like, Danny's a sorcerer and so is Max. But like Danny's good and Max is evil. And Max is like, it sounds like you can't differentiate fact from fantasy, honey. Not a great quality for a kid producer. <laughs> And Miss McAllister is like, hey, you know, Allison, you're probably overworked. Like, we've been putting a lot of pressure on you kids. And Allison is like, Danny, like, you know that it's true. And he's like, listen, (laughs) I'm just a really talented trickster. Danny. Yeah. Backstabber. Mm. So Max is like, for the benefit of the show and your mental health, You know, a little self-care. I think it's actually best if you go home. And Miss McAllister is like, I agree with Max. Wow. So Allison has been fired. Um, She packs her bags. She leaves. (laughs) And Danny is like, how was I supposed to believe you? Like, you didn't have any proof. And I was feeling so happy today, like a normal kid for the first time in years. And she's like... Listen, I know what you really came here for. It was to find somebody to accept you for who you already were and, like, be your friend. That was me. She then walks out of the mansion, and as she's about to leave, she turns back to Danny. And she's like, I get it. Your last great trick was to make your only ally disappear. Dead. Deceased. (laughs) So she gets on that streetcar. She's crying. She's emotional. But all she could think was, what happened to DeMilo? There was something in her gut saying that this was one last puzzle she had to solve. So what does she do? She pulls up to a coffee shop, gets on her laptop, and looks at the HTML5 website of how DeMilo died that includes a picture of him in his casket. That is insane. Grim. Really <laughs> fucking grim. And so she reads that he actually passed away because a prop he had worked with, like, many times fell on him during a live performance and crushed his skull, which I can't believe from yeah. the way that he looks intact in that picture. I think yeah. it's mismatched, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So she sees in this picture that he's wearing the same ring Danny was wearing. Mm. And she's like, oh, my God. So she manages to sneak her way back into the mansion by traveling via giant magician box case thing for a trick. Uh, And as this is happening, McAllister is welcoming Danny's parents to the mansion. Like, it's the finale. So we see a very overworked hunter. He has his little headset on. He's running around like a stage manager extraordinaire. He signs for this delivery of this giant box for Danny. And McAllister is like, okay, first of all, give me my headset back. Second of all, (laughs) 
Um, Brandon is having a breakdown over sequins in the dressing room. Please go help him. And we do see Brandon like freaking out over. I the thought costume. she said seafood. Oh, at first I was like, "What?" He's freaking out over seafood. Like, there's not enough shrimp in my dressing room. <laughs> so he runs over to help. Meanwhile, Danny is talking to Max, and he's like, "How am I supposed to do my trick with this ring on? Like, it's keeping my powers at bay." And Max is like, "Don't you worry your pretty little head about any of this. You just get on stage. I'll be doing the magic. It's all good." Danny's like, I don't know, man. That sounds like cheating, which it is. <laughs> like, maybe I should just take the ring off until after the competition. And Max is like, no. You gotta trust me. Just trust me. Have fun. Relax. I'm counting on you. No. <laughs> Relax. All right. <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy. Eat some gabagool now. So, finale. Allison sneaks out of her magician's box and rushes off to find Danny. Max begins the show. He welcomes Brandon on stage. Brandon does a series of tricks. Like, mm. there's, like, a, a glowing ball trick. Then he does, like, a card trick. He's, like, doing all – pulling out all the stops right now. Oh, yeah. And Hunter actually sees Allison nosing around and tries to go after her. Um, but she loses him in the Hall of Mirrors, and he wants to rat her out, so he tells Max that Allison is here. Yeah, Zoe's also doing her act, but it's literally so boring. Whatever. I don't even remember what she does. Um, she's a hack and a fraud, but Hunter... <gasps> <laughs> and a bitch, and I hate her. <laughs> Just like, why did they make the one girl magician so terrible? I know. She didn't have to be this bad. Yeah. They just gave her the shit end of the stick. But yeah, we see Hunter going to tattle to Max about Allison being here. Mm -hmm. Danny is up next, but Allison like finally finds him, calls him over. She shows him like the printout of the website about Demilo. She explains the whole thing. He's wearing the ring, yada, yada, yada. And she asks him to just like try taking the ring off. So that if anything happens, like, on stage, he'll be able to fight back. Mm -hmm. But Danny is like, no. Like, I trust Max. I don't want to go back to, like, the way that I felt before I had this ring where I felt, like, scared all the time and anxious and afraid of my own thoughts. And, like, now I actually have friends. And she's like, you're not fucking listening to me. I don't really believe that he made all new friends in one day because he was wearing that ring. No, not at all. <laughs> You were just, like, really mean before, so nobody really wanted to talk to you. You would snap at anyone who tried to talk to you. <laughs> just don't do that. But <laughs> the moral of this story is actually, like, if you're not a complete asshole, um, you can make friends. Yeah. If you're not annoying and you're not rude, people will generally talk to you. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Or you'd be like Hunter and you can be rude but kind of hot and then yeah. you're good to go. And then you're fine. But, yeah, Danny does – not listen he eventually goes on stage and his trick is that he's going to attempt lifting this thousand pound lead weight above his head but yeah he tries to lift it obviously nothing it's a thousand pounds also this trick would be like really easy to fake it doesn't like you could just pretend that it's really heavy mm -hmm. like they don't weigh it in front of everybody so just because it says a thousand pounds carved on the outside. There's no showmanship to any of these tricks either. Like the kids mm -mm. 
Brandon, I'll give him credit. He's good. Yeah. But they never do like, look at how heavy this weight is, sir. Like, can you come up here? Push this. Yes. Like, exactly. They never give any preface to the tricks. Where's the showmanship, people? I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah. So he does end up on the third try lifting the weight over his head, courtesy of Max, who is like moving his fingers around and lifting the weight up. Mm -hmm. It's flying high above his head. He's not even holding it anymore. It's completely levitating in the air. It's It's levitating. levitating. And everyone is super impressed. They're all clapping. He takes a bow. And as he's like mid-bow, Max drops the weight. Thank God Allison was there to yell, Danny, look out. And he managed to jump out of the way the last minute so he was not crushed by a thousand pounds of lead. They were going to put a child dying on TV. Yeah. Max was literally about to murder a child in front of his parents. That's pretty fucking grim. That's gruesome. Yeah. This is a Disney movie, you guys. So... Danny then realizes that Max is not on his side. He tries to take the ring off, but he can't do it himself for some reason. Um, That's part of the conceit of the ring, apparently. So Max gets up on stage and he's like, oh, my goodness, like, ladies and gentlemen, how about we give this this young man another chance to do another trick for us? Maybe not involving this weight, though. (laughs) Doing his crowd work. So Cedric then wheels in the giant box that Allison came into the mansion in. He's like, delivery for Danny. Danny's like, ah, yes, every great magician needs a beautiful assistant. And Max is getting real threatening at this point. He takes one of the swords out of the box. And like, because he knows that Allison is in there. He just like stabs it right through the box. Luckily, like, the first two that he does, they narrowly miss her. She's fine. But on the third one, we hear a woman scream. So Danny, like, frantically runs over to open the box, but it's empty. Ladies, a man will never open a box to your sorted through body. (laughs) To check to see if you were just brutally murdered uh, by an old man. So, yeah, the audience is like, ooh, ah, ooh. And Max encourages them all to give Danny one more chance to complete his trick. And at that point, there's a knock from inside the box. They open it up again. There's Allison, safe and sound. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, she gets out of the box. They stand together. And while Danny puts his hand behind his back, she manages to pull the ring off of him. Mm Mm-hmm. But Max, like, senses that this happens, and he's like, what are you doing? (sighs) And Danny's like, oh, Max, 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 Maxie, Maxie, Maximilian, Maxwell, I'm performing my last trick. And Max is like, with or without the ring, like, you're no match for my powers. And levitates Danny up into the sky His parents are aghast. Mm -hmm. He spins him around, and Allison shouts up to Danny. He's like, it's the last piece of the puzzle. You need to use the ring on Max. And he, like, shoots down like Superman and, like, throws the ring, and it lands on Max's finger. And he just goes up into dust. It vanishes in thin air. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Everyone applauds. They're like an amazing trick. Wow. And we cut back to Allison. And she says, so that was it. The most incredible experience anyone could have ever imagined. And I was there to witness it all. Of course, Max must have gotten Paul to take the ring off for him because by the time we returned to the production office, every single show tape had mysteriously disappeared. <laughs> but then someone mysteriously managed to make them reappear here in my room. I cut together everything you just saw because I felt like it was really important for everyone to know the truth. And Danny? Well... Once he realized that Max was still out there somewhere, he went into hiding, hoping to hone his skills and get real control of his powers before they meet again. I hear he's definitely getting stronger every single day, and we see this, like, bowl of popcorn, which has been sitting behind her for, like, quite some time in, like, mm -hmm. these cutaway shots, start to levitate. It's levitating. And she's like, well, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to say where he's hiding, Okay, maybe I do know where he's hiding. And then we get that weird-ass transition. <laughs> and it's Allison sitting on a park bench with Danny. They're just she joshing his arm around. around her. I know. I'm like, are they shacking up at Harvard? I wonder. Like, he's, like, staying in her – he's, like, her little dorm husband. I just, like, waiting for her to get home from class. I would love to know the deeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's the end. That <laughs> that's is the movie. now you see it. <laughs> oh lordy lord! So in my mind, as let's see, it was two thousand five when this came out. Mm -hmm. Is nine? Yeah, yeah. This was a cool movie when I was nine. Mm -hmm. Let me look up the name of that actor who has a career. Frank Langella plays Max. Mm. Okay, so he has won four Tony Awards. <laughs> Two for Best Leading Actor in a Play, first performance as Richard Nixon in Peter Morgan's Frost slash Nixon, and mm. as Andre in Florian Zeller's The Father, and two for Best Featured Actor in a Play for his performance in Edward Albee's Seascape. Oh my gosh. And Ivan Turgenev's Fortune's Fool. Wow. And then he also... <laughs> His reprisal of the Nixon role in the film production of Frost Nixon earned him an Academy Award nomination for Best Actor. My God. He has a, a, a broad career and is, mm -hmm. you know, awarded for such. And then he did this movie. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Pretty. Cr I mean, The Trial of the Chicago 7 was in 2020, so he's yeah. done other things since. But yeah, it is pretty crazy that he did this movie. <laughs> It's pretty wild. Um, I mean, I was definitely entertained because this movie is fucking insane. It's a little all over the place, but certainly, I had some fun. I had a fun I time. Had some fun, yeah. It's a it's a poorly fleshed out plot. Yeah, I would say both the writing and direction are bad. Yeah, I just wish that the magic was cooler. I think that it really could have been saved in a lot of ways if the magic was cooler. Yeah. And there's not really that much of it. Like, you only really see it in, like, the two challenge. I guess, like, the three challenges. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like, it's just a lot of Danny being like, God, no one understands me. And Allison being like, cheap, cheap, cheap. cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. And, and, like, if we're going to have that whole, like, dynamic, then give us the give romance. Us the 
Give us the yeah. enemies to lovers. Why are we dancing around the issue? Yeah, and I think that um, even if they wanted to be more low-key with the magic tricks and then more heavy-handed with the mystic, like, mm. sorcerer, like, yeah. this is real magic thing, then they could have done that way more. Like, yeah. Like, he could have used his powers to figure out how to get to the secret room. Right. Yeah. Or, like, tell us a little bit more about, like, the lore of these, like, sorcerers. Do they have, like, a mm-hmm. secret society? Was, like, Max outcast because he's a murderer who's, like, stealing people's powers? Like, give us some of that. That would have been cool. Yeah. Ultimately, I just feel really bad for Brandon, the only, like, real good magician in this movie who never got to appear on TV because the tapes were destroyed. Poor thing. And he should have won. He should have, yeah. Yeah, justice for Brandon, even though he was kind of annoying, but so is everyone else in this movie. So because of all of these factors, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would give you a zero, but that's not possible. (laughs) Um, No, I would give this movie a three, though. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really make a case for any higher... I think there's a reason why it's kind of a more forgotten decom. <laughs> For some reason, you can't find this on DVD. All the tapes were destroyed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but you know, I had a good time. I was entertained. I feel like this would be like a fun movie to kind of like get shit-faced and watch. Take a shot every time she's like, I'm an outcast. And every time somebody references a puzzle take a shot oh that's a good one that's yeah. a really good one every time someone says the word magic oh my god you have alcohol poisoning yeah you're trying to die tonight you're welcome um <laughs> but yeah that was now you see it uh it's on disney plus everywhere go watch it yeah why not yeah what what better do you have to do <laughs> yeah I'm interested to hear like the opinions of people who watched it as a child and like how they see it now because like I've Mm -hmm. only had this experience watching it uh, today so yeah yeah what a time what a time Um, well thank you for joining us for this magical movie we hope that you enjoyed I definitely had a lot of fun recording (laughs) that's for sure yeah me too this was fun (laughs) yeah And uh, we're very excited to be bringing you another magical movie next week. Another different type of magic. Uh, Yes. Different setting, different time period, different We wanted to cover our bases. Yes. And kind of, you know, we get practical magic with Academy Award winners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we move to a DCOM. Yeah. So we're we're kind of covering the bases here. Yeah. Next week we have an epic. So it's going to be a time. I, I know what I'll be doing this weekend, mm-hmm. watching that movie in parts. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's only two hours. It's not bad, but there's just like a lot that happens. It's okay. a book adaptation, so mm-hmm. lots of shit happens. But mm. yeah, um, if you want to find out what movie we're doing next week before the episode drops, where can you do that? Oh, my God. On our Instagram. It's Movies <sighs> That Raised Us. You can also follow us on Twitter at MTRU underscore pod. Yeah. And you can follow us on TikTok. Yes. At Movies That Raised Us pod. Or if you wanted to send a bit of a longer response, you can always email us at Movies That Raised Us at gmail.com. Yes. And we will see you next week for our next magical movie. Mm-hmm. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina. And our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.